We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to the Gilcast. You either listen to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast feed. I'm Davis Maddock, I'm joined by Nate Noling and Sammy Reed. And uh, guys, it's going to be a good show. There were late swaps, there were galaxy brains, there were some disasters. You know, everyone where it was tilting. At, so, at, at one point today, everyone in this, this group right here was tilting. Nate, your Bears just lost in overtime. You lost by 55 points to me in a daily fantasy contest. Um, how are you doing, bud? How are you feeling? Not great. Not great. Bears lose. Alvin Kamara gets to like 86 yards at half and doesn't get the bonus. And, uh, yeah, but at least I didn't play Deontay Johnson and John Taylor in cash. <laughs> I figured you'd try to deflect, Nate. I figured you, you would try not to take your L. It's okay. Well, you know, that's Nate's – but Nate's brand is not taking an L. But we're going to see how much Sammy has paid attention to Nate and his explanations for the years because there are going to be L's um, to be taken on this show. I guess, I guess this is the place we should start. Um, Sammy, was this the first time that swapping from behind has ever worked in the history of Daily Fantasy? A hundred percent. So I had a, I had really bad flashbacks about the week where I swapped from Lockett to DK and Lockett yep. scored three first half touchdowns. And then DK Metcalf caught a long bomb and started strutting on the two yard line and got it slapped away. Um, so that week, uh, swapping today from Lockett to DK really really brought back some flashbacks some ptsd honestly and uh i i can't believe it worked out buddy like congratulations (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so good it's so good so where we actually have to start this conversation though i i don't want to let you off the hook i really don't want to i I do not deserve to be let off the hook today so guys if you played sammy reed today in cash if you picked up a head-to-head against the whirling dervish and he had not swapped against you, you would have beaten him by like a hundred because this team that you rolled out unswapped is the most egregious thing I've ever seen, Sammy. I mean, talk about it. <laughs> Sammy, were wait, you wait, wrong? wait, 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 time out, time you... out. So first off, we have to, we have to kind of set it up. Uh, I, this morning I woke up and I strapped on six condoms <laughs> and I split my cash teams. So I played, oh. So I played a galaxy brain kind of kind of art team in in head to heads, and I went with more of a science team in all the fifty fifties and double ups, which ended up being the same team that Davis had. And my team was was bad for the first half of the games, which which led to the galaxy brain swap, which we're going to talk about here in a right. second. But where yes, we yes. really need to start with is Sammy and Nate and I spent this morning arguing about Deontay Johnson. Because Sammy was just convinced that Deontay Johnson was a good cash play for 
DraftKings dollars. He was and not just a good cash play, like a slam dunk. Like, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, like (laughs) not play. No, 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 no. He he was not a slam dunk. I thought he was a good cash play. He fit what what I was trying to do. He fit what you were trying to do, but I mean, we were. Sammy was throwing out, you know, he's an alpha. He's got a thirty-two percent target share. You know, in games where he doesn't leave early. These these are all facts. These are these are all just just (laughs) scientific facts. You can't deny that he has a thirty-two percent target share in teams in, in games where he plays the whole game. And so Nate and I are like pulling up our projections and showing Sammy all the inputs and everything, and he's just like, "Nope, nope, no, dude." No, dude, he's an alpha. What you guys don't understand is that Ben Roethlisberger's an alpha and Deontay Johnson's an alpha and the Steelers are the best team in the NFL. And I'm going to play Deontay Johnson, who saw fewer targets than Eric Ebron. And I, I'm not even going to give you the out of, of saying that he was hurt because he only left for like a series and he came back. He missed, and he missed like four snaps. It, it felt like he missed the whole game, which was interesting. But Sammy, well, you had some legit like, <laughs> hand in the dirt takes to justify this <laughs> like talk about this for a second because this was that was the dumbest thing the, the, the third down zero blitz take <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so so let me back up so uh, I made this galaxy brain cash team because I was convinced of two very important things both of which ended up being extremely wrong and neither of them was Deontay Johnson number one I was convinced that Jonathan Taylor was going to absolutely smash and I think, honestly, like, if you guys are going to hand me L's, uh, it should way more be on Jonathan Taylor than Deontay Johnson. Because... Dude, here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is just fucking Trent Richardson. Oh, my God. He's worse than Trent Richardson. Like, he's going to be – What do you guys see in him? I don't... Is it the, like, less than 60% snap share? Is it the fact that he doesn't get the passing work? Nate, that there's somebody else this is that what they you actually don't would understand. rather have? What is it about him that, like, makes you guys keep this going is, back Okay, well? here's the thing. You're so, like – Sammy's hand Sammy has like two hands in the dirt like he's like rubbing dirt on his face but like I have like one hand in the dirt like my hand is like I one hand's on my laptop one hand's on on the dirt you have no hands in the dirt you are you're just like protractor abdicus laptop that's like all you need to set your lineups and the thing is is Jonathan Taylor was a really 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 good college player like really really good dude like he was a crusher like the size speed score like beat Saquon Barkley it was completely out of control yeah yeah and and it turns out he's just fat and can't move and Jordan Wilkins is better I mean just your average backup running back in the NFL is way better than Jonathan Taylor like DJ Dallas and Jonathan Taylor are comparable Oh, I'd way rather have DJ Dallas. So, I mean, I was convinced that Taylor was going to smash. I was just convinced they were going to come out of their bye and be like, okay, rookie, it's time for you to do it in a dome. Well, it happened, happened for Swift, right? Happened for Dobbins today? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and I was also convinced George Kittle was going to absolutely smash and that Tyler Lockett was a bad play for the price. The Lockett thing ended up being true, um, but Kittle was terrible and – Jonathan Taylor was terrible. And to make these things happen, I said, I'll play Deontay Johnson. And I think Deontay Johnson is a solid cash play. Um, you know, like he's, 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 he's started and played three games the whole game. And he's seen 10, 13, and 15 targets, 32% team target share, a 0.73 Whopper, Nate. I don't, I don't know if you know about the stat Whopper, but uh, it's like an all-encompassing statistic that combines air yards and market share. And 0.73 would rank him third if you extrapolated that out to the whole season. So for 5,500, I realized that the game environment wasn't good, but I thought he was fine to make No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Stop it. It was, it was like the literal worst game environment other than Las Vegas, Cleveland. Well, <laughs> as it turned out, uh, you guys are right, and I was wrong. And uh, here's the L. I, I'm going to get a necklace that's just like a big wow. gold L that I can wear around my neck. I think, I so think Sammy, this there's... marks the first time in history an L got taken on the show. No, I mean, seriously. Like, it's a new it's day for the brand. Deontay Johnson. It's Jonathan Taylor and Kittle. Like, that entire trifecta of failure was just, just a curse upon my family. And uh, I don't think you need to take an L on the Kittle thing. I don't think we need to hand out unnecessary L's. Correct. This no, no L's thing, on Kittle. If, if you're I'm really going to like – Deontay Johnson not only is, is he like not an alpha, he's also not even good with the, with the workload that he was seeing. 
The dude has a 0.72 racer on like a 7.66 ADOT. The only other people who have a racer even close to that are the people who are targeted 15 yards down the field every time. This dude doesn't get targeted deep down the field and is still inefficient. There's just nothing about him that makes me want to play him at all. Add to the fact that there's uncertainty around who, who's going to get these targets in Pittsburgh. And there was just no reason to play this guy, even at 4K. And you okay. played him at well, five Nate, and a half. Nate is taking it. Nate is taking it too far because Deontay Johnson is good if you just would put your hand – if you just rub a little dirt. You got to watch the film a little bit, Nate. Yeah, I, I just got to get those glasses that make Jonathan Taylor look like a play that no. I want to my No, no, no. And you got to gotta get beer goggles on for Jonathan Taylor to make him look thin. You know what I mean? Like, if you do that, he looks good. 6.6K for a guy who's out there like 50% of the snaps. I mean, it, it, it had to have been less today. Like, they just stopped playing him. They realized he was fat and bad and just, like, didn't play him at all in the second half. And Naheem Hines is doing cartwheels in the end zone. After yeah, Jordan Wilkins scoring touchdowns. They, they ended up goal line rushes to Trey Burton. Anything to not get Jonathan Taylor. What, what, would, happen, what would happen to Jonathan Taylor if he tried to do a cartwheel? Dude, he'd just <laughs> fall on his face. Like. <laughs> who, would, who could do a better cartwheel, Leonard Fournette or Jonathan Taylor? Could either I mean, of them do a cartwheel? Dude, if Leonard Fournette was on the Colts, like he would have more fantasy points than Jonathan Taylor, and I don't think this is like a hot take at all. Yeah. All right. So let's get in. Let's get into the teams. Uh, in our three man, I scored 154 points. Nate scored 110. The Whirling Dervish scored 90.14. However, I assume you just didn't swap this game because it it didn't matter. And and what so what did your what did your swap end up score? I guess it would score 146, right? Uh, so my swap, my, my double up team, the, the swap one was the same as yours. I, I think I scored 154.8. Oh, okay. I thought, so you have, you just have a weird team here in the three. Yeah. I, well, I swapped, I, I swapped this, this team thing? too. Cause it was, cause it was drawing dead. Right. What the heck did you end up with here in the three men though? This like Russ Wilson. Yeah. This is like, this is like what one is of the worst this? teams I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I swapped off like, I mean, let's not confuse the listeners, but basically I swapped I did a three-man swap in that one, too, because I was just drawing dead after Jonathan Taylor and Deontay Johnson. Right, can we not talk about swaps, then, and talk about, like, what we rolled? No, 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 no. We're, no, we're we, going to talk about the swaps. We have to talk about the swaps. Because so, the swaps saved our the, bacon, brother. Yeah. So talk and we, the process we, leading we'll, up to the plays that yes, you Yes, we'll talk about the lineup pre-lock and then why we swapped. Okay, so we all played Jimmy Garoppolo in cash at quarterback. Like, let's just own that now. Before, before the slate locked, we all looked at it, and we said – yeah, you know, it, it seems fine. Like, let's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, it's fine. You know, every, like the Seahawks are, have this terrible pass defense. And you know what? Nick Mullins came in there and just shredded him up. I think he had like 200 passing yards in a quarter. Yeah, I, I, I got Jimmy Garoppolo is basically the Jonathan Taylor of quarterbacks, right? Like, he is extremely awful, and we should feel awful because the only reason we played Jimmy Garoppolo is because of matchup. That, that's the it, only reason, well, right? Well, and he had a really good team total. Like, the, yeah. the 49ers did have a really good team total. I mean, that's the same thing. Well, I mean, yeah, it is the same thing. You're right. But, like, okay. So, anytime a quarterback does this bad, it's very tempting to be, like, so terrible. It was this terrible decision. But, like, you just – these are, like, bottom fifth percentile outcomes for quarterbacks for them to leave at halftime and for them to play this bad. I, I don't think it was the right choice – but I think that given the context of every all the other guys that we wanted to play, like I think it was defensible. Like yeah, there were there was not a lot of screaming value on this slate, right? We didn't have Geo and you know De- Denzel Mims was fifty five percent owned. That should yeah. give you an idea of how hard people. I mean, Garoppolo legit was in the highest game total of the day. Had like the fourth highest implied team total, and was the third cheapest quarterback on the slate. Like. At five four, it was hard not to look there. Yeah. Now on on, had you play if you played Jimmy Garoppolo on FanDuel, you're bad and you should feel bad. But because you know Kamara or Henry was kind of a required spend, because one Seahawks wide receiver was kind of a required spend, and because our value running backs Kareem Hunt and Jamal Williams were in the they were in the six Ks instead of the the four Ks or the five Ks. It just it squeezes you a little bit everywhere. It's salary and you know there was no Kyler on the slate. There was obviously there's no Dak on the slate. I I mean the only quarterback you were worried about people crushing you with in cash 
was Russell Wilson because like people don't really play Mahomes in cash, especially when they're favored by that much. I I didn't I I the only two quarterbacks I considered in cash at all were Russ and Jimmy. I didn't I did not look at any other permutations. Sammy probably looked at a Roethlisberger team. I bet. No, yeah, I, I did look at uh, I did look at Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. but, but the weather kind of scared me off of that. Yeah, I think I think Burrow and Tannehill would have been I actually thought fine-ish. Stafford was in play as well. You always think Stafford's in play, man. Well, no, he was like the only one in a decent like game environment he, this week. I mean, yeah, um, I stacked a bunch of that game in tournaments because it was the only dome game. Yeah, I, I actually thought Stafford was right there with Tannehill for me. For me, it was it was – it was Garoppolo just because of the price, but if you take Garoppolo's like value out of it, I think I probably would have looked at like the Stafford, Tannehill, or found a way to get up to Russ. But right. those are really we, the only we all cool agree ones. that Garoppolo, like we didn't love it, but especially everybody knew he was going to be so chalky because he was popping. That's in all the that's major the other rivals. thing. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, and when a, when a quarterback it, is going to be that owned, you just play him. I think. Yeah, in in cash, it was it was totally fine, and yeah, to make everything else work, it was like, yeah, okay, we'll just roll with Jimmy Garoppolo, and if he sucks, it won't like hurt us that bad because everyone's gonna own him. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, fat, how about we get to this running back position where we played Kareem freaking Hunt? Yeah, is is Kareem Hunt fat? No, I think I think that um, what's happening is they don't want to use him in the role that he was being used in prior like where he was, you know, just playing obviously like a lot of third downs, they were using that as a slot and everything. Like, I think they are just using him in kind of Nick Chubb's role. Like he was and, Nick Chubb and then, but, but then who's taking his role? But I, I guess it's the tight ends. Like, I guess if you look at their target distribution, it's been, it's been the tight ends, right? We've seen lots of Harrison Bryant, lots of David and Joku. Lots of Jarvis uh, but yeah. their third tight end. Yeah. And, but if, but I mean, it's crazy though. Kareem Hunt, since Chubb has been out, four, three, and four targets. He was targeted more times, you know, in the like he had six, two, and three. It's like it's like literally his role really hasn't changed without. Yeah, Chubb. we we kind of. I mean, everybody kind of assumed that Kareem Hunt was all of a sudden just going to take his workload and Nick Chubb's workload and just become like this ultra back, like a top five back rest of season. Um, I, I admit I was I kind of fell prey to that because it's like who else do they have Dearness Johnson who's that guy um, well and, and yeah, also like, what's happening is over. they're not very good on offense Correct. and like that's a big problem if anything I think that's what this was I think it was just the team actually ran very low plays I mean Baker only passed 25 times and then there was what like 22 it, rushes like yeah there was like very little actual rushing attempts. So, so, so adding it up, that sounds like 47 plays to me. This is not very many plays. So I think it was more – I don't know if it's a workload issue if or if it was just like a volume issue and the fact that the well, – I mean, this was a terrible game, game environment. I know. Yeah. That game environment should have maybe alerted us a little more to like, oh, wait, this this could play out with 50 plays. Well, well yes, but also you assume in that game environment – short throws and lots and lots of rushing attempts like you you would have been like oh cream hunt's gonna run like a minimum of 15 times here i mean they didn't score a touchdown in this game like if, if like you know what i mean like it, it just yeah. happens sometimes like yeah, his, four, his... Four, 47 plays and no touchdowns that's not gonna do it no matter who your running back is yeah um so i don't i think that was fine like i i think that's just running bad i mean i guess the thing is is that he was probably pretty bad in tournaments given how highly he ended up being owned. Um, Cause like, I mean, Jamal Williams is a straight up like better daily fantasy play than Kareem Hunt is right now. And I think that um, Giovanni, like people kind of got off of Giovanni Bernard. I, I think they largely got off of Gio because of the offensive line stuff for Cincinnati in tournaments, but Kareem Hunt in cash was fine. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah, we all play. Do we all play Kareem Jamal and uh, Kamara? Kamara? No, yeah. I played Kareem Jamal in my in my Galaxy Brain lineup. Kareem Jamal and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. forgot. Sam, Sam, that's putting aside, yeah, Sammy being a fish. None of us decided to play Derrick Henry and go full fish, though. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Alvin Kamara just had like the floor game of all floor games two weeks in a row, right? He hits 99 receiving yards after entering into the half with 86, and he still beat Kamara. Didn't score a touchdown, didn't get either bonus, and he still beat Kamara. 
Like, I, I'm sorry, listeners, but if you play Derrick Henry in cash over Alvin Kamara on DraftKings, you don't – you're just – you're bad. It, it, was, it was not good. It was a bad play. When the cards flipped and I saw that Derrick Henry was 32% owing cash, I was so thankful. I was so happy. I just thought every dollar I put on DraftKings cash this morning had a much better expected value than I thought it would. 32% in, like, significant cash action of that is just bad. Like, well, and just, and just spelling it out for the listeners, because I'm sure many of you out there did play Derrick Henry, and we feel sorry for your families. But the, well, the Henry, did, was, Henry did no, fine, Henry did he fine. was a worse like play. Correct, correct. Yeah. The, but the so thing is, he had to get the bonus and score worked. a touchdown and get there. Kamara just had to exist. Kamara just had to do normal things, yeah. <laughs> not even <laughs> run hot. He and just had he had one explosive play, but that was it. It really was just totally in the flow of the game, normal stuff. Yeah. Right. So so when you're you know when you're entering like high, I mean you can play Henry in tournaments because he has that upside to go for two hundred and two. We've seen it. But when you're looking for like a floor, um, Kamara just gives it to you in a way that Derrick Henry doesn't. Like if Derrick Henry doesn't score and get the bonus, he just he just doesn't pay off the price tag like any of the time and Kamara I think these so. are the times to actually have rational discussions around Derrick Henry versus the times when he like puts up six and then people are just dunk gloating on you it's actually like yeah he put up 20 points this week but this is why you play Alvin Kamara the, this game shows you that Alvin Kamara has a 40 point upside every time he goes out there because he can literally beat Henry at his floor if anything goes his way if he hits any bonus if he hits any I mean, touchdown if he does any and- of the variance swings here you are hosed if you're Derrick Henry, and you're happy if you're Derrick Henry. This was like a 70 percentile outcome for Derrick Henry. He hit and 100 yards. I think, yards, he I hit think the we should make this point. He's starting to lose a little bit of work. Like to did, McNichols, it's a legit thing. Well, they they used to give him like 30 carries. Now he was at 18. McNichols had four. Dante Foreman had five. Derrick Henry had one target, zero receptions. <laughs> Unbelievable. Also, how about your boy Corey Davis today, Nate? How, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, he's back. He's back. He's back. Corey you played is Johnny, back. though, didn't you? Yeah, I'd still find him about that, I think. I, and I think even watching, even watching the way the game played out, I felt fine about Johnny. Did you like, feel he, fine that even though Tennessee was down the entire time and, uh, and, and he only got two targets? Well, they, it's actually written in the bylaws of like the corporate entity that owns the Titans that they have to run on every first down. So like, it's you, like whatever, whatever amount of passes you would expect, you know, a normal team to throw when trailing the entire game, you have to cut that down by about 25% because they're, they're not legally allowed to. Did you, uh, did, <laughs> I mean, this is true. Were you happy to see uh, Anthony Ferkser out target him for like the fifth week in a row no like i mean first of all i hate john smith i i truly despise him obviously because he's like david kitchen's favorite player but we're, we're not the tight end yet we gotta talk, we gotta talk about wide receivers first um was well, there any oh, other wide receiver running backs that were played in cash that anybody considered i thought gaskin was fine yeah I didn't play him, but i thought the the no the team i was telling you was gaskin kittle versus what kamara and John. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was I thought that was a pretty reasonable like I thought that was a reasonable 2v2, but as our good friend Adam Levitan, friend of the show, he, he I just don't pay up for tight end on DraftKings cash. It like like when has it ever worked? Like literally like maybe it, it, it never works. I mean zero percent of the time it works. Yeah, like 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 the one guy who I feel like has actually paid off for me is Waller. Like doing it with Waller the couple times I've done it, I feel yeah. like it pays off. But yeah, so and, much and more often. Waller, if like Cox was out, cheaper than the other guys. If Mo Ali Cox was out, I would have rolled the Burton team and would have been happy. The issue is oh, with he's, Cox. He's in, not a thing. Well, the issue is with Cox in, I couldn't play Burton, and there were no cheap tight ends that I like felt good about. I mean, maybe I should have. I don't know. There was like no tight ends I felt good about that weren't up. It was either, yeah, when. when when Burton was not a legitimate Man, this, anymore, this Tennessee else. passing game is such a nightmare. They they had 34 targeted passes, and no one got more than six targets. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven players were targeted. Nate, I, I think the, thing, I think the, the thing that we missed about Burton is he just takes all of Jonathan Taylor's rushing touchdown equity. 
since since Trey Burton came back from the short-term injury reserve, he has more rushing touchdowns than Jonathan Taylor. Well, he's better than Jonathan Taylor as a running back, so I think Pro- that's I mean, appropriate. By the way, Nate, you're really missing an opportunity here to to, to gloat about Kenny Galladay. Four Why? targets, zero receptions, zero yards in a game his team was trailing and threw uh, 42 passes. Well, he, got, he got hurt. He didn't play the oh. same. He didn't play the – well, it was just the fourth quarter, I think. I think I think it was a whole second half. Was it? Okay, well, he got hurt. So, Nate, you're not allowed to gloat. All right, let's do, let's do wide receivers then. So, these were the choices people had. Uh, the wide receivers that were in play, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Denzel Mims, Braxton Berrios, Johnson, Johnson. Jacoby Myers, um, and Brandon Ayuk. Those were, those were the guys who you could have played before Locke and not Kendrick been bad. Boy. Kendrick Bourne. Did you say sure, Kendrick he was Bourne? Fine. He was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I played before Locke, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Denzel Mims. I got to say, in the first half when the Jets were trying, I was like, oh, Mims is going to get the 100 yard bonus. Like, and he had 42 <laughs> yards in the first four yeah. yards. And it was like, Mims was the right one. Yes. But, but, but they stopped. Like, I don't know what it is, but the Jets the, in the second half, I don't know if it's they run out of scripted plays. Or they all just get sick of like getting their asses kicked, but they just stop trying. They're running on first and second down, I think and then they they're throw tanking to so barriers. hard. I think they're tanking so hard that a call came in and said, "Hey, Mims looks like a legitimate NFL wide receiver out there. We got to stop giving this guy the ball." Like, I think they. I, th- I think they all went into the the locker room and they had like a varsity blues type moment with Adam Gase, and they're just like, "We're not playing for you, bro." Like we are not, we're not going to do anything for you until you get fired. Mims is the only thing on the whole field that has looked like a legitimate NFL player, and it was only for the first half, and then it was just like I'm not even out here anymore. And then that's where Barrios shines. I mean, Barrios loves it. So I had tons of Barrios in GPP because he just mops up all that. But yeah, I thought Mims. Mims was like, for me, I I thought, I thought Mims, Allen and Lockett were like the plays up until this morning. Uh, yeah. when I decided the Galaxy bring it. So so Allen was clearly I mean, let's just start there. Like Keenan Allen was really he clearly was the, he was the one the yeah. optimal cash play on DraftKings and everybody should have played him. He had he had what, four for forty eight and a touchdown at halftime? Yeah. Yeah. But but, but t- the think, Chargers the Chargers the Chargers stopped throwing. They took their foot off the gas thinking they were up by like twenty and then Denver came back and yeah, and then, the and then they choked it off so, so, so bad, like, in extraordinary yeah, Keenan, Chargers fashion. Keenan, in a game where they stopped throwing it, had 9 for 67 and a touchdown. I mean, he he is a $7,000 wide receiver on DraftKings right now. Yeah, the thing is, he just gets so many targets that he never disappears. Like, in, yeah. in a way that, like, somebody like Tyler Lockett doesn't, right? Tyler Lockett has plenty of disappear games. Keenan Allen really doesn't like he's just so involved. Um, they they just never forget about the guy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I thought he was great. Um, I I am on the record as saying I think that Metcalf is the the best fantasy wide receiver on the Seahawks roster. But the what was it eight hundred dollars that separated four hundred dollars that separated four hundred. It was seven point five to seven point one. So, so, so everyone's did, gonna play. Everyone's you needed the four hundred. Yeah, everyone's going to play Lockett because they're like, oh, dude, I mean, first off, Lockett has had two games that just, like, completely went nuclear on the slate, and then, obviously, one of them was last week. So, you have recency recency bias, and you also have a cheaper guy um, that just led people to Lockett naturally. But I I was on record. Uh, I got many, many, many things wrong today, my friends, but I was on record as saying that, that Lockett was not worth the money, and I think he has high bust potential. I didn't like it. Yeah, Lockett is – I mean, Metcalf was the cover boy of my GBP stuff this week, and I, I do think I, – I mean, probably it's probably trite, but, like, the right answer is probably you play the cheaper one in cash and you play the lower-owned one in tournaments, whichever way that works out. Like, that's probably the right way to think yeah, about it. Let's, let's not act like any of us are so smart that we know which one is going to go off. Sure. I yeah. actually don't think the – I think the answer is we don't play either one of them in cash. I don't think that in oh, cash no, it makes sense stupid. to pay. This is this is no, a gallery take. Well, well, Nate, I, when I, when one of them scores forty points every week, um, I'm not sure that's right. 
I don't think we can be paying 7K plus for, for receivers that every other week are trading off who the alpha is. When one of them gets five or less targets, these other guys at 7K, Devontae Adams is never going to not be the alpha on his team. Keenan Allen is never going to not be the alpha on his team. Like, there's going to be times when you pay up for Tyler Lockett at similar price tags as some of these other legitimate alphas. Like, DeAndre Hopkins will always be the guy who – so I, I just don't think it's okay – to continue to play for these guys in cash until we can consistently see target shows. No, that this we is, can this is on. a, this is a 19 condom just like Galbraith. No, it's not a mastery take. You play that in GP in GPP. You don't play. You know what? You know what? I actually games. already have six condoms on from splitting my <laughs> from cash. Splitting. Earlier, so I'm actually just going to put the other 13 on and, and agree with Nate here in a way it like, it's going to depend on the slate because you know, like we didn't have a number of those guys on this slate specifically. Um, you know, we have bye weeks and, you know, primetime games, et cetera. But I think Nate's, what Nate's saying is correct in terms of like the alpha, like, because we don't just think of upside. Obviously these guys have upside that equals any receiver in the NFL, but their floor um, as we've seen also is, is, is pretty low um, in a lot of situations. Yeah. But I mean, that, that is true with many white, like, unless you are Devonte Adams or Keenan Allen, like wide receiver floors are, are just really low. Like we just know yeah, that to be true. Uh, I mean, Hopkins has had, I think he, what he, in the Dallas game, he had three for 55 or something like that. Like all these guys can have bad games. I, I completely, completely like 100% disagree with this take. They over fifty five percent of Seattle's passing attempts go to those two guys. I so I just am not I'm not on board with that take at all. I think these guys will consistently be cash plays. Well, not no, not if they're not if Metcalf is eighty two hundred and Lockett is you know seventy five hundred or whatever. But if they're going to be priced in the high sixes and low sevens, yeah, they will be cash plays. Oh sure, at those prices, yeah. At those but prices, they're, well, they're both above seven k and they're only getting higher. So. Uh... Yeah, I, I guess at 6K, then yeah, because you're considering like them over Deontay Johnson type players at that point. How dare you? Yeah, well, but, whatever. Okay, so I galaxy brained it at whatever time that was, 11.30 when the Edelman – I don't even remember when the Edelman stuff and, and the New England stuff came out, but but yeah, I galaxy brained it. That was it. like Thursday or, or Wednesday, but yeah. Was it? No, there was some news that came out this morning that totally changed around. The, no, those guys have been out since Wednesday. Abacus and protractor guy. He just logs on Sunday morning, starts running through stuff through his database. And he's like, well, seems like a nice day to play some DFS. Uh, who's popping? No, I, I swear. Jacoby didn't. Jacoby wasn't popping at all for me until this morning. There was something that changed. I, unless I just wasn't refreshing with, with something, but. Uh, yeah, Jacoby basically at, at his price came out. And like we were talking about with those cheap wide receivers, there was like three of them that we were looking at. And Jacoby was the one that I looked at that had the most upside uh, for the price tag. And so I needing Alvin Kamara on my, in my teams, I went with two cheap wide receivers in uh, Denzel Mims, who we talked about already. And then I went up to Jacoby instead of uh, born or Barrios because I couldn't handle having two Jets on my team. Um, so yeah, that was my galaxy. Not to do that, Nate. And and honestly, I want to give you some props for the Jacoby play because he was like pretty much the most involved New England receiver. He had a really nice game. They had a nice game script where they were kind of like in the game, but they were behind the whole time. And uh, I mean, he had a lot more re- receptions and targets than Deontay Johnson, frankly. So uh, I think he I had, had a touchdown call back too. Here, man. I was tilted. But it ultimately didn't work out in the end because I played Kittle and Garoppolo. So, yeah. See, that was your problem, Nate. You didn't suck enough in the morning. To swap. Game. You didn't to, suck to enough swap. to swap. <laughs> okay, so let's let's do this. Let's let's. Oh, defense. I played the Browns. I thought the cash playable defenses were the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Bears. Obviously, the Dolphins got like what twenty four. They yeah. were sick. The Bears. The Bears probably did nothing. I, I I played with my Gal team. I played uh, Tennessee um, against against the 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 uh, Cincinnati Bengals with like all four of their linemen out, and they got negative one points. So yeah, another another L for me. 
Um, so this was this was the this was the swap. We're sitting What's there. We're sitting there. We are we are looking at our lineups. We have Kareem Hunt with the snowflake nine point three, Jamal Williams eighteen point two, fine, but he's like ninety percent owned, so it just it really doesn't matter. We have Denzel Mims with six point two. Uh, Johnu Smith with 4.9, Snowflake, Cleveland Browns defense with 3.0. So we have quarterback open. We have two wide receiver slots, two wide receiver slots open, and the flex with Alvin Kamara. I looked at Jimmy, Metcalf, Lockett, uh, and then going down from Kamara. I looked at Russ, Metcalf, Lockett, DJ Dallas. I looked at an Ayuk one. But then at the end, I was like, the thing that makes the most sense is to get Russ over Jimmy. You, you that got, should be the inflection point. I'm glad that you got here because that was, that was the, the, the swap that I landed on independent of you. And the reason was is because getting off Camara was not a good idea because A, Camara's got mad upside. B, he was going to score mad points. Like you're not going to like swap off of him and like make money. Um, and uh, Henry was more owned than him. So we needed to like create that off of, off of Henry, but the leverage point was Russell Wilson versus Jimmy Garoppolo. And then it was DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett. Those were the leverage points that were. Yeah, we, we had to get off Lockett because Lockett was going to be what, what, I mean, I don't even, cause I got off of him. Nate, how owned was Lockett in like the massive $25 double up? I don't know. I didn't have Lockett. Okay. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go find this. Talk more about the swap while I go find this, Sammy. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was the thesis behind the swap is like, okay, you need to create leverage off chalk. You start playing it more like a GPP than you are a cash and looking for optimal stuff. And so what both Davis and I did is we got off of Jimmy and went up to Russ. We got off a of locket and got up to DK Metcalf. And then we got off of Keenan Allen. So neither of us ended up with Keenan Allen and we dropped down to Kendrick Bourne. Um, to to free up the salary to get to Russ and DK, but we but we stayed on Kamara also, which is that because I didn't think we were so 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 dead that we had to be like playing Latavius Murray for like an in game injury. Yeah, no. because because we had so much PMR, you know. Yes. But and also it's just like there's also that element of when you're sitting there looking at the swap, and you're like dude, do I really want to swap off Alvin Kamara? We're like, if I get this wrong, I just lose every single yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to try to salvage like 20% instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, we made, I mean, here's the thing. We, we really got lucky because, I mean, Russ and DK Metcalf just went completely nuclear and it happened yeah. right away. I have to give you guys props, A, for swapping. I think too many people don't swap. Too many people just like roll with what they they had in their hand because they think it's, like the best because they spent a week on it so i give you guys props for swapping but if you were to like write a book a dfs book and you were to describe an example of swapping this is like the this is 101 way. yeah like 101 you take the highest owned quarterback the highest owned tight end you swap off of them they have the lowest percentile outcome they could have had one of them gets an in-game in both of them get an in-game injury um and then you swap to two guys who go absolutely ham like it was so it was you, you you created the most possible leverage and had the best possible outcome. So this was this was the swap. It was Jimmy into Russ, Lockett into Metcalf, Keenan into Bourne. It was a fifty-six point swap. So <laughs> didn't you guys get off Kittle so too? Hot. We didn't we didn't have Kittle, we had Janu. Yeah, yo, oh, this was yeah. this was our Janu team, so we're Janu stuck teams, in tight end. But well, I mean either way, you guys got off of you, you guys left everybody with the ownership in the dust. And then it wasn't just a 56 point swap. It was also like leveraged because it was a massive ownership. Yeah. Swap Russ, well. Russ right. was 11% owned in the big $25 double up DK Metcalf, 8.4% owned Kendrick Bourne, 22.6 compared to 58% for Keenan Allen. But then also Alvin Kamara was only 31%, which I guess means that everyone just played Henry so in a way, we didn't even really need the leverage there. We just needed Kamara to outscore Henry, which, which he did. Which he did. So that, but that's exactly really what I was better. saying. And dude, even Bourne smashed. Bourne ended up with like 16 points. A lot of garbage for Kendrick Bourne. I think he had like six points at halftime. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was terrible. But he ended up with eight for 81. And, uh, you know, if he could break a tackle, he'd have a touchdown too. But he didn't want to do that. 
Well, he's, how, he's so uh, Davis. How did you land on that swap? Was it? Did you use like the the late swap optimizer? Was it just a hand build? How did you land there? Well, I knew our lineup was bad at like in like the second quarter of yeah. But you all, I mean, every other week you text and be like, "Buddy, we got to swap." Like, so I wasn't really listening to you until there until it was actually like. Well, about I I do I do look at the swaps early, but actually, if I'm gonna be 100. The reason why I was already thinking about swaps was my team in the double spy, which is the $200 single entry team, had DJ Dallas in the flex. So I'd been looking all morning at a bunch of swaps anyways. Like, okay, what can I do if, if you know, Homer or, or, or if Hyde is in or if Carson is in or whatever. So I've been, I've, been, I've been looking at it anyway. So I think I was just more attuned to like, oh, you know, it, it's actually likely that, you know, these pieces fit together. But the reason I, the reason I landed on it was I was just like, well, I, I need a guy who can get 40 and Metcalf over Lockett seemed easy enough. And then I also just convinced myself I was uh, behind enough to get off the Keenan. Yeah, it, it, it was a great swap. Yeah, I, I was the opposite, Nate. I, uh, I rushed outside with like 15 minutes to go and started vaping furiously with my laptop in my lap. And uh, just went through and just decided the leverage points. Like, I like sat down and said, okay, what are the actual leverage points? And the actual leverage points were easy, right? It, yep. was, it was just very easy. It was, I didn't want to come off of Keenan Allen, but at the end of the day, it was Russ against Jimmy and Metcalf against Lockett. I mean, I, I think those just stood out like sore thumbs. And yeah, getting off of, of Alvin Kamara was just not, not, not the thing to do, I didn't think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just – and also, the reason why I didn't feel that Kamara – like, the other thing that we could have done in that lineup, Sammy, was just straight swap Kamara to Kittle and just leave the salary. Right. But I didn't think I, – I, I didn't think that he would end up being – I did not think that Kamara would be, like, 50% owned the way that uh, – the way that um, Derrick Henry no, once No, once we saw Derrick Henry had that insane ownership, it was like there's just not enough left for Kamara. So he's got to stay. Right, he's he's uh, granting us leverage. Did you did you play on FanDuel? No, I did not play on FanDuel today. So I made I made the same swap on FanDuel actually. Um, oh really? So on FanDuel, I had uh, the guys who had locked already: Jamal Williams, Miles Gaskin, Marquise Brown, Kareem Hunt, and so I had QB open. I had two wide receiver slots open. Um, I had tight end open, and I had defense open, and I swapped. Uh, I guess pre-lock it would have been – oh, yeah, it would have been lock at Ayuk. Um, I swapped them to Kendrick Bourne and DK Metcalf. I kept Kittle, and then I swapped off the Saints defense um, onto the Bears defense as well because the Saints defense was like – I, I, I mean, obviously ownerships are, prob- are not live on FanDuel because – they're not live on FanDuel, but they are like they, they, FanDuel I can't assume, with that. <laughs> I assumed I assumed they were like fifty five percent owned. So yeah. the the double swap, the rare. Du- I mean, how many times? How many times has the swap led to just the complete tilt? And you're sitting there like, oh, if I just would have stayed, I would have dro- I would have made you know five percent back or whatever. Yeah, dude. So it feels pretty it, good. It it, ne- it just never works. It just never works. And uh, today it actually worked, and and really saved my day on DraftKings and. You know, I, I get out of here. I, I made a lot of bad decisions, man. Like, honestly, like I, I did not, you know, I, I, I decided, like I said, that Jonathan Taylor was going to smash and Kittle was going to smash. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can to like make this happen. Cause this is, I feel really strongly about this. And that was just stupid. You know what I mean? Um, you know, went a little gal brain and fortunately like just got saved by, by the hair of my ass. So there is there another thing that we maybe should have talked about before Lockmore is like we got that that Jay Glazer report that Hyde and Carson were like pretty much out. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, DJ Dallas over the Kamara spot with Russ and with Kittle. I wonder if that maybe would because there were so many swaps, right? Like like there was. Um, Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon. There were all kinds of guys that to play in the flex spot in the late games. I'm wondering if maybe it was a little bit of a leak to not try and plan for that. I, I actually think it was. I assume most people listening to this were like, 
oh no, if you if you don't know, you can't leave yourself with Justin Jackson or whatever. But I, I think maybe it was a little bit of a leak. I mean, when so when did that report come out? Because I remember like five minutes before lock. Yeah, yeah. Like, like right yeah. before lock. It was, it was super yeah, close. I, and at that point, I was just like, dude, I got my stuff down. I feel good. Like I kind of just like knew there might be value there, but just didn't really feel confident that that I could make it work within that small amount of time. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's I think that seems you know mostly about right. Uh, do we have do we have any other observations? on this week uh well okay you actually I have one, Dalvin Cook more uh I don't that sort of hindsight analysis is like yeah we should have no, dude I had him on my main like I had I had yeah two you did I didn't have him at all I had him on both but I, I just think he was I mean in tournaments he was like I couldn't believe how how much of a difference he made I mean if you had him it was like Oh, it, bro. I mean, it, you can, everybody can do this every week, but if it like in my, uh, in one of my lineups, if I had played, uh, uh, cook and geo a two V two versus Hyde and, and, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I, I would have won 200 K. Like I would have, I, I would No, but I'm just saying very rarely do we get a, very rarely do we get a 50 burger from someone that wasn't like a cash consideration. Like That's normally true. it's like, That's true. We, yeah. we all considered him. We just didn't end up there or maybe we ended up there like a 50 burger from Tyler Lockett when he's 40% owned in cash is like, Oh, everybody knew he was a great play yeah. for, for that. That was, I don't know. I thought it was worth. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Next week. So, uh, Hey, I got, I got good news for you, Sammy. Your Pittsburgh, your, your Pittsburgh Steelers play the Dallas Cowboys. Oh boy, it's Deontay. <laughs> what what price do you think you could play him at after watching this performance? I mean, I I, I really hate to say this because it's this uh dunks on my entire process, but like if he's over five k, um, I I don't I don't know that you can play him. What about what about what about Juju? The the other thing about Deontay is he's literally getting hurt in every game. Every, every like, game. Literally every game he left. Literally every one. Like, I know he came back and played in this game, but just the fact that he left with a new injury, dude, he's having some sort of, like, injury cascade. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you start, like, favoring one part of your body. Like, it's a mess. Like, honestly, like, that, that that's all bad. I can yeah. get down with some juju depending on his price. You know who, you know who Nate's going to play next week? David Johnson playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to be starting either Jake Luton or Mike Glennon at quarterback. I mean, depending on the price, I might be there yeah. too, but I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what Chase Edmonds price is. Um, I assume. Oh most- man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people will be on Chase Edmonds. Like he won't be a secret by any stretch, but uh, I, I'm excited. I don't know. I'm a little worried about Taylor and, and play Chase Edmonds instead. I'm a little worried about like Kyler just being the main running back now. Uh, it's, I'm, it's not worried. Worried. I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I, I am because he runs in a lot of one yard touchdowns. The thing, like, the thing you should be worried about is Chase Edmonds staying in his role as the scat back and Eno Benjamin playing the Kenyon Drake, like first and second down rushing role. That, that is a legitimate worry. I think. Yeah. I, like him just, I mean, Edmonds just, I don't think that's a worry, but I'm worried about Edmonds just being Kareem Hunt. Sure. Yeah. I think you know that, I, mean? I think that, yeah. That uh, that is that's reasonable. Oh man, so brutal. Broncos Falcons. You put that you put that horrific Broncos offense up against that just extremely forgiving Falcons defense. I mean, what do we what do we do? Wait, what I mean, do you mean that horrific Broncos Lindsay, right? offense? We got Philip Lindsay. We got we got no offense. Oh got... my God, Nate loves Philip Lindsay. He I loves forgot. him so much. You should have played him today, Nate. The Broncos just went and put up thirty something points on the Chargers. Like, well, talk to yeah, it was just a, it was a soft thirty though. It was like, a hard thirty-one. Because... Uh, well, the also the thing is, is they involve so many different dudes. They have um, Albert O, who's getting all the end zone targets. Uh, I guess, I guess Fant will definitely be in play. Judy had ten targets today, but like Sammy, I don't know, you know how much your hand is in a. Uh, in in the dirt, but I I think that Judy has been pretty underwhelming relative yes. to what I expected from him. Yeah, very very underwhelming. I mean, the reality is like all these rookies are kind of going at different speeds. 
and understanding like what speed each of them are at, I think is really important. Yeah. Like, but I mean, Judy did lead them in targets today. So probably something too. If Judy's still in the four K's, like he's at play. He won't he's be. Like, Judy will be 5,400. Oh yeah. Like I'm excited but to you see can, what McLaurin is. McLaurin is, is facing the giants. McLaurin um, will be 6,100. Yeah, I think that's right. I know, well, I know the DK McLaurin's pricing an algorithm. Alpha. Like, I know the DK pricing algorithm better than I like know almost anything else. Just is what it is. Uh, the big dog plays the Chicago Bears. Uh, I played the big dog against the Steelers at 1.8% ownership. I'll probably play him at like 2.6% ownership against the Bears. He'll have uh, 19 rushing attempts, 61 yards, and zero touchdowns. You know what uh, you should just, do is just play James Conner. Play the little dog. Yeah, against the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, okay, here's – I mean, Bills, Seahawks, how excited for this game would we have been a month ago before we realized that uh, Josh Allen is trash? <laughs> MVP battle! I mean, what, does Josh what Allen happened? need to be good? I mean, we literally just saw Nick Mellon put up like 200 yards in a Josh Allen, let's just let, – okay, let's go, let's go to uh, Josh Allen's recent games here on uh, my favorite website, Pro Football Reference. All right, today against the Patriots. Uh, 11 for 18, 154 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, 10 rushes for 23 yards. Uh, Against the Jets last week, 30 for 43, zero touchdowns. Against the Chiefs, 14 for 27, 122 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And then uh, the last game where he was good-ish, 26 for 41, 263 and two against the Tennessee Titans. I, I... I'll probably like Allen for tournaments a little bit, but my yeah, don't, guess don't is, lie is that... and say that like Allen and Diggs with uh, Metcalf or Lockett bring back is not going to be a thing because it yeah, is. Yeah, it makes it's it going to be a thing. Yeah, it's going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, it it is going to be a thing. Uh, I also, um, freaking Diggs keeps getting banged up like every game he has to go and like sit on the sideline for a little bit and that he like it's kind of a Deontay Johnson situation it's kind of bumming mm-hmm. me out so that's maybe that's maybe something to think about wait who did who did the Eagles play do they play on the slate uh no, they have a bye uh because as we're recording this Jalen Rager just caught a touchdown I know I'm so I'm I'm feeling very I'm feeling very lightheaded <laughs> <laughs> Davis's have- basketball teams just took a huge I have Jalen. I have Jalen Rager in like seven thousand dollars worth of season-long fantasy football teams. So all of those touchdowns are uh, extremely, extremely good for me. Uh, okay, Lions Vikings. Oh, it's an outdoor game. Panthers Chiefs in Kansas City. Does Robbie this, Anderson. CMC's back though. How much is CMC? Is CMC back going to make them worse on offense? Well, it would have been hard to really be worse than they me. were on Thursday. You think they're really going to give him full, full workload right away? Uh, I, I think know. that Mike Davis will get worked in, but I'm what I'm saying is I don't think CMC will be a play because he'll be like ten thousand. And no, the- I, I'm not saying he's going to be a play. I'm saying is he going to make the rest of that offense back to what it was pre? I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like egregious. I think it's going to be worse because I think they're going to give Mike Davis eight touches a game give McCaffrey 19 to 26 touches a game or something like that. I think he shrinks the, I think Curtis Samuel completely evaporates. And I think that Robbie and DJ see less. I I was just going to say, Nate, how much does Robbie Anderson have to be next week for you not to play him? Probably like (laughs) 6,500. If he's under 65, I'll probably play him again. Well, he will be. I just, I just will love be, Robbie Anderson. Guys. Robbie Anderson will be 6,300, I think. Robbie Anderson is like him and David Johnson are the only players that you have like an established emotional connection to, which I find well, really interesting. I don't even know if it's emotion or just like looking at the number. I mean, it's, just, it's not. It's, 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 he only sees ones and zeros and he like those, those binary ones and zeros look prettier to Nate than to everyone else. He's like Neo in the Matrix seeing the red woman. He's just like, oh, there's Robbie Anderson. He's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. Yes, looking at this Robbie stuff, he's just – I mean, he's underpriced from every other guy that he's around in any volume metric you look at. 
target share, air yard share, whopper, anything you look at, he's just underpriced compared to every other guy. Yeah, but it's DJ's coming, bro. At the end of the year, it's not going to look that good. Got to watch uh, what the tape. You, you got to watch. Did you watch Thursday? D- yeah. DJ's not coming. DJ is already here. DJ's already. Yeah, DJ, like, that's actually that's actually a good point. He's already. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I'm not worried about DJ. DJ is who DJ is. I'm worried about Curtis Samuel and his ten targets. Curtis Samuel legit like was the number one receiver from uh, Thursday. Dude, whatever. CMC is going to come back and he's going to be a black hole from which no targets can escape, and everyone's target share is just going to drop by like 1.5 per game. And, uh, and, and that's going to be the end of the fantasy goodness for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. RIP. Had a good run. Play Deontay. We, uh, okay, let's see. If, uh, Ravens, Colts. Maybe we see more Dobbins in that game. I don't know. Dude, the Monday night football game next week. Great night to play showdown and not watch a second of the game. Patriots at Jets next Monday. Oh, my God. The, my <laughs> wife's going to be so excited that we can, like, have a date night or something. That's great. That's gonna be yeah. some bad can, football. Can, can we can can we like talk about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the NFL, or are we gonna cut the podcast off? Hey, you know if we need to, uh, if you want to double down on our bet, Chiefs versus Steelers. Let me tell you this, dude. That Steelers team watching them, I am not. I am not afraid. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, it is the most fake. It is the most fake. It's like as bad as the bear. What were the bears? Four and one this year. At like, it's not. It's nope. not that bad because the. What are you talking about? The Chiefs. The Chiefs will destroy in a legitimate post. Like I, I would. I would take them. What odds did you give Dayla? What wait, we wait, booked wait, it wait, at. We booked it at. We booked it at one hundred to one twenty-five. So five to yeah. four. Yeah. Something like that. All right. What are the odds now? Uh, I'm sure they have gotten better as Pittsburgh won again. They're the same. Sammy, Sammy, I'll get in on more action than Davis had at a better price than Davis had. All right. I mean, I have double down action on Pittsburgh already. So let's, let's, let's kind of like revisit. Um, I have a lot of action on Pittsburgh already, but let's just talk about how they're the only undefeated team in the NFL and they beat Tennessee in Tennessee and then beat the Ravens in Baltimore. I mean, say what you want, dude, but that seems good as hell. Like comparing them uh, to the Bears. I mean, what did the Chiefs? What did the what did the Chiefs Ravens game look like? I'm having I'm having a hard time remembering how that played out. I don't think there was a dramatic last minute possession in uh, Chiefs Ravens. If if I sort of rings true, I don't. Did the Titans? Did the Titans just lose to uh, Cincy, or what happened in that game? Yeah, they did. They did. I, I think mean, the we, Titans. We can't, we can't play like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, this team lost to this team, and this team lost to this team. Like, look, the Chiefs look, lost to the Raiders, and the Raiders. I mean, what, I, what do you want to say to this? I think the Steelers are a very nice second place AFC team, and I think they're going to have a really fun season. You're, with... you're, you're such a troll, <laughs> the, the, dude. The, the team's really good all around. I know their offense can't hang with Kansas City, but like all around, that team. Well, it's that team not. It's. Play. It's not it's not anyone's fault that their team is not as good as the Chiefs. What do you well, want? I mean, we don't have Mahomes and we don't have yeah. Andy Reid. Like, 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 what do you want to do? You you can't make McCole Hardman's and, and Tyreek Hill's pop up out of nowhere. You can make Chase Claypool's and uh, occasionally Deontay Johnson, but not this week. Yeah, I mean, well, that's also that's a that's the biggest that's the biggest deal for uh. Deontay going forward is Claypool seems better than him I think I mean Claypool seems better than everybody he's super good bro you should have dropped him instead of Jalen Rager on those best balls Rager buddy he's coming the Chiefs offense is just so freaking efficient and I just don't see a way with Pittsburgh that they would ever be able to keep up in a legitimate game where Andy Reid is yo dude I mean look like I know that the Chiefs I mean you can't you can't say you're better than the Chiefs until, like, you knock them off. They're, de- they're the yeah. defending world champions. They have Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm not, I'm not a complete idiot. Like, I understand this. But it is fun to see Pittsburgh beating all comers, super well-rounded team, super good team. And weird stuff happens in the playoffs. I think, I think Pittsburgh can play with Casey. Obviously, in that game, they need some things to go right. Like, Casey's hella good. Yeah. There's just things that, like, it feels like when people are like, oh, our team is better than the Lakers in the middle of the season in the NBA. Well, it's like, well, because it's not LeBron James that is like full form or it's not like, I, I just, regular season is so different to me than postseason. And there's just like, I, 
I don't see the way that Ben Roethlisberger and this like offense that they've hacked together is going to like legitimately do anything in the postseason. Dude, I, I do agree. This. this is a boots in the ground boomer take from Nate. He's like, once you get to the playoffs, things are different, man. <laughs> you no, but no, it, it it is. You though. can't get through the playoffs without using play action. You can't like Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like to turn his back to the defense. Hey, at least we're using literally jet not motion. Playing. That's a good thing. You're literally not <laughs> playing football in the most efficient way you possibly can. There's a reason why the EPA yeah. will play for the Pittsburgh so Steelers is that always is... going to be lower than legitimate teams that learn how to play in the 20th century. Like, no, I, I know, the but they added, they added jet motion, which, I mean, for, for Fickner and that team is, like, actually a le- legitimate evolution um, instead of everyone just standing still. At least they do that. But the, the player yeah. thereof is extremely bad, and they should feel bad. I got to get my hand out of the dirt. That was far too, like – Real football take from yeah, Nate. It's good to see you ordering the family economy size thing economy from Amazon. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's a good way. That's a good way to end the show. Uh, good, good galaxy brain late swap show. Um, everyone, if you if you took my games and you got punished today, you know whatever you got. You got punished because you weren't sharp enough to swap and you stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, you probably played Derrick Henry as well. All right. We'll see you all next week.